0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pure Football Podcast with me, Guillem Balaguer. This is a bit of a special edition because coinciding with the publication of my Maradona book, my Maradona biography, The Boy, The Rebel, The God, I called it, I've decided to do a series of special podcasts related to Maradona. This one is a conversation I had with Gary Lineker about Diego who he met a few times and, of course, who he had against in that famous quarterfinals of the World Cup in 1986. This was a typical chat that you do for book research purposes, but I've asked Gary if I could actually convert it into a pod because it was interesting for many reasons. Uh, he obviously talks about his own pre-match routine, including on that day, that World Cup in '86. And his memories of the great Diego Armando Maradona, including that goal. And the other goal as well. Here's Gary Lineker talking to me about Diego. I've started yeah. working on the Maradona book and um uh-huh. and I know you you've spoken many times about it and you met him and I've I've seen everything yeah. you've done with yeah. him. But okay, I wanted to refresh your mind on a few things. Um, do you remember much about the build up as in uh what kind of tension or feeling you had on the way to the game, media as well?
1: Yeah, of course. Um I mean yes, because it was it was a, a kind of unique game in, in the sense that it was obviously just after um, the Falklands, mm. uh, to a few years after that. So, and it was kind of built up a little bit by the media. But I don't, you know, I don't think any of you know, certainly not the English footballers. We it kind of didn't cross our mind in that sort of you know warlike tones that were being used by certain people. Our own media on occasions, um, but the players themselves. It was for us. It was just a, a game of you know another game, a huge game, uh, and a game against opponents that we knew were really difficult. But there was a, like uh, I mean, it's a World Cup final, so yeah. you, there's always going to be massive media attention. But it did seem to be on another level, um, I, and you know it, the press conferences I do remember were. It just seemed busier the questions were a little bit different a little bit more pointed whereas normally it was always it was always kind of fairly friendly most of the time once you get to the latter stages of the world cup because obviously you, you seem to be doing reasonably well by that stage whereas the early stages of um, the world Cups, so if you don't get a great start like we always never get a, we never get a good start mm-hmm. um So they're always, you know, there's there's a little bit of bad feeling, but that kind of goes away if you start to do well. But this was different. This was different. It was like it was not just different in the sense that there seemed to be more press more media more TV etc but also the mood was slightly different from the normal mood leading into a big football match
0: yeah uh, so, and here it's important of course what they what the manager what the leader does how what kind of atmosphere he, he creates yeah. so was it a lot of joking or what what, what was what Robson trying to do there
1: um, well Bobby was you know he was he' was always a very measured into the big individuals a very intelligent man um very educated on all sorts of different issues not just football you know he's a massive enthusiast about all sorts of things in life so you know we'd come through the kind of tough stage of the early couple of games but by this stage it was I think most of the time, but once you get to the, these stages of, of competitions, the most important thing for a manager and, and even the players is, is is your physical condition at that stage. So mm-hmm. not and not just your mental condition going into big games, which is. But most of the time, I remember the only thing I ever worried about was the physical side because you know we played three games in Monterey, yeah. and it was like forty three degrees, and we were playing in the middle of the day. Um, and it was, I just honestly thought I might die at some point. It was that ridiculous. And then we went, and then we went to Mexico City where we suddenly were altitude and that was different. So so the most thing you tend to be doing is, is thinking to yourself, how am I going to survive this physically? Yeah. Um so the mental aspect of it, it was it's almost put to the back of your mind and I think it was probably the same for Bobby. I think most of his thinking would have been how am I going to get the players to you know, what's the best thing to do in terms of resting and what kind of training should I do? You know, do I you know do we do more training? Do we do less? I think most of his mind was 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 thinking about that um what physically
0: did do? i think did you did, did do less then i think we
1: did less we yeah. did very little you know um he did limit the time i remember on sunbathing which i we, I, we didn't go down too well because we as us, us brits we do like a of sun mm. um so you know we w- weren't allowed to lay down the pool but but yeah he, he toned it down you know and obviously they're not big gaps between games by this stage of the competition anyways, in like three or four days or something. Um, but, yeah, I think the training was toned down. Um, I think he was always trying to get a relaxed feeling in the camp, and we were a relaxed bunch anyway. It was you know, it was, We had a good team spirit at, at that particular stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most of the, I think, you know, it's not a, it's a stage of that competition, you know, that kind of competition, the enormity of it, you know, there's nothing that a manager can do to make, motivate you. But what they've got to do is make sure that you calm. So they've got to bring you down. You don't right. need a rallying Churchillian speech going out to play a game of football against certainly not Argentina in a final. I think the danger is, is, is being over-keen or over-nervous. And try, and I think a lot of what he did was, was around... You know, he'd put his arm around your shoulder, tell you how well you're doing, and stuff like that, and just to try and build your confidence. I think. And,
0: and, and just before the game, was there anything particular you remember of, of the, t- the
1: <sighs> To be honest, that hour before the game is something that I, I never remember from any match really. Yeah. It's just kind of for me, it's the bit I hated. Right. Um, I didn't get nervous, but I used to worry about I used to worry about how I would feel physically because any footballer that will tell you that. Nine times out of ten, you go out and you sort of don't feel... There's always something. There's something niggling or something that you're worried about. And in these conditions, it was tough anyway. Yeah. Um, and that hour before the game for me was I needed to get out, do my big warm-up, and then I'd start to get an idea of how I felt. Um, and... The amazing thing is adrenaline in in these games. So you always it, it kicks into such an extent that it, it kind of overpowers any any tiredness. But but for me that was the bit I hated. I just wanted to get out and play. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that's you know lots of players deal with um, you know pre match in, in different ways. Some are really relaxed. I mean I was fairly relaxed, but I always used to. I'm a kind of stiff person. I used to have to warm up really hard um, to get myself going, to get myself fit. So um, that was always my concern. Plus, I was quite superstitious, so I'd have certain things that I would do. And I'd be thinking, how am I going to do this in these circumstances, in this stadium, and stuff like that. But What,
0: what did you do um, on that day? You remember? <laughs>
1: um, I, the thing is, I always had a... This sounds ridiculous. This sounds ridiculous, but... Um, I always used to have a little hot bath before a game. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in a lot of dress dressings around the world, they don't have it. So, I'd, you know, but they have like a big communal bath or something like that. Um, and I, I think in Mexico, they had like a little area, like a little pool thing, and I filled it up and I just stood in there and I do a few stretches for about two minutes. It's not really a superstitious thing. It's just it just to get me loosened off. Okay. Um, and then I'd you know, then I'd go out and I, I and mean, I'd warm up on the pitch and i I would never shoot at goal in the warm up. Um, which I definitely didn't do in in, in any World Cups. Um, just in case I use one of my goals up, <laughs> just uh, I I would play in the game. Um, if I score in the first half, I'll keep the shirt on. If I don't score, I'd take it off and change it. Yeah. Um, all sorts of nonsense. And and, and eventually, I worked out that later in my career that that um, that. Superstition, it just it's it's just unlucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking back now, it seems a bit. Mad. But I think it's all really, it's all part of um, the mind process of feeling as good as you can about yourself when you yeah, play, and yeah. that's it's it's all part part of that. Okay, but all yeah, then. all sorts of strange things, all strange things. Yeah.
0: Anything, uh, Bo Robson said. That stuck in your mind, or, or are you so so thrilled to the game that you? I mean, in?
1: obviously, bringing it round to Diego, um, we talked amongst ourselves, and certainly Bobby openly talked. Cause he talked a lot. We had a lot of meetings, long meetings, um, and we talked about Diego because obviously, you know, whilst there's a bit of a myth that they were a one man team because they had some, you know, really top players like mm. Daniel Bonachaga and you know Ruijiru Brown, good defenders, um, and. And we talked about, you know, obviously going into the game, how do we deal with Maradona in the position that he plays? But we, we're, you know, we'd always played kind of four four two. We'd always done that. And the first time we'd really changed it a little bit was in the third game when we played Poland. Um, we still played four four two, but it was more four four one one for the first time ever. We played Beardsley, mm-hmm. um, and he'd drop off, and it was a slightly different thing. So it did actually fill our midfield up a little bit better because. Peter was great at tracking back and doing the stuff that I didn't. Um, so we had the, the plan was really just to stick to our system and wherever he came to get the ball the nearest person would go to him. Um we you know there was a bit of a chat about man to man but it's not something we'd ever done mm-hmm. I mean you could do it, with it we'd done it with you know you could do it with a striker occasionally but it's a very difficult thing to do um, unless well, we that's the way it. you play football did, did we no, I did think we ju- there was just open talk about it you know we said oh. we, well, we could do man to man but you know it's you know, who's going to go? Where's the system? Who do you lose from your system? Um, and it, we just, I think it was just Bobby talking out loudly during the team meeting. Um, so we could do this, but I don't think it's our game. I don't think it would work. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, okay. I can't remember, obviously, all the words, it's 35, 34 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, but I do remember the word chats about how do we how do we cope with a problem like Diego. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it must be difficult to analyse it from now, because that, that game, and of course, Napoli yeah. is what made him a legend, not just a superstar. Of course, of course. absolutely,
1: yeah the, yeah. the
0: game yeah. hadn't happened yet, so we, we're still talking, though, about, in your eyes... Uh, was he considered uh, ahead of every, everything else? Everybody else at the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was he was the best player on the planet by a mile. Okay. Um, you know, it's not even like now where you've got you know you, some people will argue Ronaldo with Messi, but there wasn't anyone else then. Not not at that level. Yeah. Um, there were some great players around the world, you know, Zico, Carrera, and people like that, um, and other players that you know. God Italian and, um, you know plus for your own people there's some great players but he was on another level you know he was like everyone was in footballers were in awe of him yeah. I remember after it I mean yes, taking it away from it but it's, I remember after meeting him at the um, one of those world awards things that he obviously won world football was a golden I think it was a golden ball back then I'm not sure um, I think it was in France and I remember meeting him. I was in awe of him. I was, thinking, oh, I was like, I was like, and he did kind of just punch one in the back of the net and scored the best goal ever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this Diego Maradona's over there. Wow, and he had this. I remember he had a green sparkly jacket on. I don't know why I remember that, <laughs> um, but but it, I remember it's the first time I kind of met him off the football pitch. Yeah, um, and he was just you know just this larger than life. Brilliant football, the best that I'd ever, I'd ever
0: seen at that point. Yeah, uh, I watched the game and it was interesting because if you had Matt Martin, uh, somebody who had done that job would have struggled because the, uh, the first half he was yeah. in the centre but more towards the left.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he uh, moved around so much. Yeah, yeah,
0: he did. It's only only one uh, on the right hand side twice in the first half, and in the yeah, second half, it yeah. was the other way. He just went on, on the right. Really? So, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's,
1: I don't think it was ever really a, a serious. Um, game plan thought because it's not something that was in our culture you know we didn't yeah. do man to man marking I mean four years on we, if we'd have had someone like you know when we ch- started shifting the system and playing three at the back and with Des Walker someone like Des Walker you'd go you might actually think actually, that's you know you could still keep right and butcher at the back and push Des on every time that he came near him you still wouldn't want him out and out marking him taking him up to the edge of his own box and stuff but you could have done it with someone like Des Walker but in 86 we didn't have that, you know, you know Fennick couldn't do it, he wouldn't be quick enough and Alvin Martin and Terry Butcher, not, it's not their game, yeah. and then would you do a midfield player, well, you know, Peter Reid couldn't, he couldn't yeah. keep up with him anyway, yeah. so uh, we just didn't, it, we did, we, at that particular stage of our development we neither had, I think, the personnel nor um, nor the tactical mouse um, to, to have dealt with him in that way. Four years on Italian, I think maybe, yeah. maybe, possibly. Um, mm. We'll never know because we didn't quite meet them in the final.
0: You were very nice to him. Apart from a couple of tackles at the beginning of the game, you were Well, that's us. We don't, wow. you
1: know. Yeah, you know, we're probably not nasty enough at some times, we'd, you know, but I mean, we. I think our game is is physical, um, but you know, you don't go around that team wants to go around kicking people. Like, it's not. Yeah, you know, leave that to the Italians. That's yeah, no, everybody,
0: everybody did it at the time, and the referees allowed it as well, as you as you remember, of course. And oh,
1: back then, yeah, you could. I mean, that's why. That's why the. That's why the game's better now because I think you know that's why. That's why it's hard to compare like Maradona with Messi. It's difficult because there's so many similarities. But there is so many improvements in the overall game that helps forwards now. Yeah. You know, Messi can beat players and dribble past loads of people because and you can't just kick him because you know, you it's a yellow or red card and the, you, you're in trouble. You can't whereas whereas in our day you had to you had to commit grievous bodily harm to get a yellow card.
0: Yeah. That's right. Um, um, and safe, I though. think it's
1: one of the great game it's one of the great rule changes. It's it transformed our game.
0: And he said um, it's
1: done to um, him. you know, sometimes, I think it it quite possibly is, especially, you know, you remember, you remember 82. I mean, it was brutal, wasn't it? Brutal at times, yes. You're listening to Can We Come In with Guillaume Balagay. The halftime break is brought to you by Genting Bet. Visit sports.gentingbet.com for all the latest odds and in-play betting. And please, gamble responsibly.
0: I think in the whole game, I think there's a cross, a moment where you cross paths with him. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Really? Um, yeah. You, you <laughs> spoke to each other, <laughs> so I, I, I was curious oh, right, if you maybe. remember any of that. No. Really? Did I? I think there's a moment, there's a foul, ever. there's a foul that he, uh, right. perhaps not the the clearest foul, and he goes down, and I think there's an exchange of words. What was the score at that time? Uh, oh God. He was in the first half. Was it
1: late?
0: No, they were attacking. Oh, nil nil still. They nil. were attacking. That's right. Yeah, first half. Yeah. First half.
1: Nil first nil. First half. Oh, it's still nil yeah. nil. I don't know what I said. I, no, probably. I, I probably want Ashley's autograph or we'll get his shirt.
0: After <laughs> <the game. laughs> well, that happens. I will to about that later. But uh, during the game, uh, yeah. Half-time nil nil. It was all very tight. Uh, it was tight.
1: There was yeah, nothing, was nothing really separating in the first half. No, yeah. no. I think. Yeah, I think we were just, you know, we, we were quite satisfied with the first. Oh, we didn't create much, but then they, neither did they. And the conditions were, you know, tough. The pitch was terrible. One of the worst pitches I've ever played on. It had been recently le- relayed because they'd had a problem. And you know, like in, they had little square pieces of turf. You know, yeah. like you would do your own garden. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, it was, uh, it was like the whole pitch was like that. And every time you put your foot on one of the squares, it would move. Um, so how he did that? How he scored that second goal <laughs> on any on a beautiful surface would have been exceptional, but to do it on on what was basically a cabbage patch of a football pitch yeah, yeah. Uh, was was, tr- was truly remarkable.
0: So nothing nothing special was said at a halftime that that you remember in terms of tactics or anything.
1: I think it was we're doing okay, more of the same. Chance will come, you know, blah blah blah, and yeah. then. Um, yeah, I mean to be perfectly honest, I'm not a great one for listening at um, too much of the books. I used to know, I used to know my game, and I used to just—I was, you know, just trying to get your breath back at that point because, you know, altitude—it was hard um just getting ready for the second half and you know you get the team so there's always a rallying cry before you get out and all the lads are shouting and shit. come on let's go come on and all that sort of stuff old. but who's the,
0: the lineman? Um, Terry
1: Butcher was Terry yeah. Butcher was the big shouter he was always he used to give it this big shout he was like cage Tigers <laughs> and um he it was like <laughs> terrified me um
0: you see him now and he's so calm and quiet
1: I know he's a lovely guy, Terry, but he was such a competitor, you know, yes. um, such a competitor. So it was that kind of thing, and then you go out, and then obviously not too long into the second half, yeah. um, there's a certain but, incident to change things a bit.
0: What was his first, first immediate, if you remember, reaction, or if you watched
1: it? Back? Yeah, I do, because I remember not being able to see it, and I saw it going in, and I thought, shit. And then I saw an immediate reaction from Shilton and Butcher in particular and I think Fennick as well and I thought there's something something's happened here. And I could see the, the the mannerisms that were pointing at the hand and I thought he must have he must have punched it in, but I had I hadn't seen it. And I remember looking as the players ran towards the linesman and I remembered that this I don't know why it stuck in my mind. But I looked at him and I thought He's seen it, he's seen it, he's, he, he, he just you know when someone looks a little bit like guilty, mm-hmm. and I thought, he's bottled it, he's not put, his, uh, there's something gone off here and he's seen it, and he hasn't, and apparently he admitted it years, years later that he, he thought he did see it, but he didn't have the courage to put his flag up. He looked
0: <laughs> cheers, at the mate. linesman, and the linesman didn't give him any yeah. clues, so then he thought, maybe yeah. I didn't see it maybe it did yeah out, no exactly um, maybe but Who the one knows? that surprised yeah. me and because we're educated in a different way now but your protests yeah. went on for I don't know 30 seconds <laughs> that was it <laughs> maybe a little more yeah
1: that's yeah. what we are isn't it that's what I mean we still complain but I think we've all learned over the years that <laughs> they, referees never changed their mind I've never seen um, haranguing of a referee that has changed their mind. No, but he owes you one.
0: If you do it for like two minutes, <laughs> he knows he owes you one. No?
1: Yeah, but they're still not going to change the decision, are they? But no. then it might equal it. They might equal it up later with a dodgy decision. But I don't know. It just seemed. I think it's it's hard because I hadn't actually seen it. So, but obviously the. Um, but what do you do? You keep complaining. Keep complaining. Keep. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, just, just a yeah, obviously yeah, it's, there was less of that before, anyway. But so the yeah, the, the tri- game re- restarts and the the second goal is f- few minutes later. But so far, did it feel to yeah. you that the, the the team had been and uh, un unfair You know, was she in shock <laughs> a little bit, or, or was it? Well, a I, really it's, it's
1: it's easy to make, it's easy to make excuses, but the the truth is, of course, that one event, one of one event, will make things that follow it different so if he hadn't have scored with a hand everything's different anyway because we don't kick off it's the ball starts in a different place and the game's entirely different so it's all totally hypothetical what would have happened if he hadn't have scored but the other thing of course is that by that stage Diego will be buzzing yeah, and then yeah. the circumstances, and we're chasing the game a little bit as well. Now we've got to get a goal, so it's a slightly different mindset. And then all of, but I would not ever, I would never dream of taking anything away from his second goal because yeah. it was, it was the best goal I've ever seen in any match that I've played in. Um, you, can him I've, you can take one thing away.
0: You can take one thing away. There was a foul
1: before. There was. That that is <laughs> unquestionably true. It yeah. was a foul on Glenn Hoddle, um, think, uh, and it was a bad foul as well. It was a bad foul. Yeah, In um, yeah, fact, and, and if it was VAR was around, we'd probably have won one nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Can we have a belated VAR? In your we'll mind, any day. <laughs> yeah, we'll go and play yeah. the old Belgians in a semi-final playoff. <laughs> yeah. But no, but this it's, but. After the foul and once he got the ball, well, what he did was staggering. I mean, I just, I've, I've said this before, I've stated it that it's the. I saw him do it, and I thought, gosh, I was watching and watching. And he kept going and going and going. Obviously, I didn't want him to score it, but when he hit, when it went in the net, I was just thinking. Well, first, that's it. We're done. We're kind of dead shortly. Yeah. But at the second second thought was, my God, what a goal that was. <laughs> my God, I thought. And I actually thought, and I remember having this thought. I thought, cross, I ought to applaud that, really. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Obviously, I didn't. And I never would have. But that, that thought went through my mind. <laughs> that was like, it was like, what the fuck has he just done? Yeah. It was like, on that pitch, on that pitch. Yeah, um, you know, against you know against solid good, you know, it's not against some league th- three side from you know, it's against proper international footballers that you know have been around the block. So it was just it was it, it was breathtaking. Did you were you
0: uh, involved? I haven't checked the lineup yet uh, of another game against England in Wembley. Was it Wembley where he did a similar move and he missed it? Does that ring a bell?
1: Did he? Uh, No, it doesn't ring a bell. I might have. I played against him at two or three times. I think I played against him at Wembley. I definitely. I think there was a game I played. It was two two at Wembley. I think he played in us
0: scored but you know that um, uh, when, when he started remembering uh, if he puts together if he put together everything he said about that goal the things that came into his head it's a whole book on his own so he's probably just making things up as he goes along
1: who knows what goes on in Diego's well, true, head <laughs> true 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 <laughs> That, uh, he yeah, said that but his brother I
0: think there's a lot of genius in there, that's for sure. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt, but uh, he says that he yeah. remembered, as he was going into the box, that his brother told him that in that chance that he had against England in Wembley, he yeah. should have just dribbled yeah. a goalkeeper or something like that, so then he decided oh, right, to do so. Really. Uh, and, and he yeah. can find that goal because he haven't been able to find it yet I, that chance no. I
1: don't know to find it. A, a, it might be I remember he played at Wembley against England um, when he was very young uh. before I played for England uh-huh. um, maybe okay. it was that game because okay. um, it was kind of the first time I remember him going my god this fella can play maybe uh-huh. it's that it's it probably the early 80s yeah, or late, or even as late, you know, seventy-nine, eighty, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember because I wasn't an international then. But um, the, the, I remember this young kid. Maybe it was in that match, but I, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure.
0: Because you, you get the goals, but you, you not so much get get the chances. But uh, anyway, yeah, that, 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 I know. Yeah, true. The game was on, and of course, you had the um, the big chance. Uh, what was it mid yep. '87 or? I think it was.
1: Uh, it's not long to go I mean, obviously it was when John Barnes came on and transformed yeah. the game and he caused them all sorts of problems down there um, down there right hand side um, and he got the cross in the headed, got us back into it and you thought well it's still time it's 10 12 minutes to go 15 yes. whatever and then it was a very similar thing another great bit of play from Barnes a perfect cross and I don't checked out and i'm thinking christ i'm gonna score i'm gonna score mm. it's like two three yards out and i could i watched it all the way onto my head and as i headed it and i've, I've watched this back a million times because i couldn't quite work out what happened at the time but i, I think it was the um, who was it yeah the the fullback came it he, like it wasn't there and then he was and then he kind yeah. of and, and as i headed it it hit the back of his head um I thought I was about to score, and I, you know, if I'd known he was there, I might have punched it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> well, I wouldn't, because <laughs> I wouldn't think no. to do that. No, I think you yeah. would.
0: Um, yeah. So the, the game finishes, and you've you've you're knocked out. That's the first that's the first yeah. thing game yeah. But you have been also in a in a game that felt historical at the point. At that point, it felt yeah. like something yeah. had happened. there special.
1: Um, there was certainly, I felt there was something that happened very special. There was also a lot of anger in our dressing room at the first goal, mm-hmm. the deception of that, and some players are still angry to this day about it. Um, Bobby Robson was fuming, Terry Bush was going crazy, Peter Shilton was so angry. Um, I don't get angry, so I just, I was just disappointed, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just, and also, when I tried to get the equaliser with the header that, um, the a chair stopped I had actually hit the post as I followed through and I um, tweaked my medial ligaments so mm-hmm. I was actually in quite a bit of pain and I wouldn't have played again anyway um, mm-hmm. so I was thinking you know I was thinking of that and everything else but there was a lot of anger in that dressing room about with the felt that we were cheated um, which you know he did he did punch it in I don't think there's much doubt oh, about yes. that but uh, did, 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 he got away with it
0: Anger towards what? Towards Referee, I imagine, or...?
1: or uh, right, towards a referee, towards a linesman, towards Diego himself, for actually doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we understand players, you know, brought up differently and have different kind of... You know, it's, not, it's hard to imagine perhaps an English player doing that, although i've seen it done by an english player to be honest i think once or twice in my life mm. deliberate used to the hand um so i mean i'm not i'm not one to judge i've seen diego lots of times obviously you know, i've done documentaries with him and stuff and i, I loved i like diego i like him a lot and i like cheeky, per, cheeky personality that he has when he talks about it and i think he's quite funny he got away with it yeah. my i'm more disappointed with the with the is the referee and the linesman who, for not, you know, for not spotting it, one of them should have spotted it, and I think the linesman did, but he kind of bottled out, I
0: think. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did you cross paths with him at all or not? On the day. Sorry? Did you cross paths with him at all on the day or not? Your on the day of the game? Yeah. After
1: the game? After the game? No. No. Okay. No, 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 I didn't. I just. I, it, it was madness at the end of that game the people on the pitch and it was just uh, everywhere and obviously my, your head's down because you've lost even though it's so nearly got the equaliser and stuff so you're out of the World Cup so I, all I remember is the, that horrible despondent feeling um, uh-huh. and just trying to get back to the dressing room I never bumped, I never saw him after obviously there's lots of people running on the pitch and everything it was like bedlam um and then I the only other thing I really remember is the angry voices in our dressing room yeah um, um I said I'm not sure I don't, I don't know what happened after the game in terms of you know their dressing room or anything like that I don't know whether any one of our players went into it or not I, I, I doubt it mm-hmm.
0: And uh, what, did you see Hodge with the shirt, with the Maradona shirt, or did you find out... About I it?
1: didn't see him, I didn't see him, I didn't, and, um, I had no idea. Um, having said that, Steve Hodge claims, when I did a documentary with recently talking about um, 86, um, there's fibres around the table, I and saw, he said yeah, that,
0: because yeah. he... Sorry? Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw the documentary, yeah. What did, what did he say? Remember? <laughs> yeah, um, he, he was saying
1: that he, he, his ball that was went to Shelton that maradona punched in he said was a back pass oh right and we were like what? <laughs> what what were you trying to do that for? What on earth? Really? I mean Hodgie was quite a personality and he was a little bit wacky, you know, he's kinda uh-huh. lovable but you know um slightly um slightly like this, bonkers personality. Were the
0: serious and, when um, some of the teammates were saying I can't remember who it was, Butcher I think it was, that they were really <laughs> upset with Hodge because he took the share. Were the serious Yeah, virus. oh
1: no, they would be, yeah, they were. They were. They were <laughs> they, they had this conversation. <laughs> I mean I'm all right. I didn't give a monkey's where he got his shirt. I wish I'd got the shirt, to be honest. <laughs> um, would have been a nice one for the collection. But um, I think he suddenly was walking down somewhere in the tunnel and I think he just thought, oh, sod it, asked for his shirt. Mm. Which is what I probably would have done if I'd have been in the same circumstances, you know.
0: I think the other thing he said, so, uh, Steve, was that uh, he hadn't seen that he'd, he'd uh, hit it with his hand, that he'd not seen it. I'm not sure if that's... Oh, Hodgie hadn't seen it, really. I
1: think oh, I he says it yeah. in your documentary. I yeah. don't, yeah. I, not... done, yeah. I, I mean, that's why...
0: right, because
1: yeah, two yeah. or three of us didn't see it. and I, Obviously, I was one, because I'm always at the other end. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I was, uh, sorry to take you back to that painful memory. <laughs>
1: oh, it's fine. I've talked about it a million times. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's just a game of football. It's just a, game. <laughs> a big one a big watch, Oh yeah it is a, it is a full yeah. chapter
0: 30 pages dedicated yeah. just for for a game thank you very much guys good
1: good, uh, pleasure keep anytime well i keep safe i keep healthy yeah you too see you too mm. cuidate hasta luego adios hasta luego